did you just try and call me? I did. Oh my god, it did not ring at all. All of a sudden I heard this little weird whoosh sound, and I looked over and it said, Miss Call. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck? You <laughs> <even> ring. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of my computer. <laughs> How could I have missed it? Yeah, I'm sitting here with my microphone on, my headphones on, just looking at fucking weird random shit on Reddit. Oh. And then all of a sudden I hear this whoosh, and I look, and it says, Missed Call from Chris. Oh, that's me. Good old Chris. Oh my god. Normally it rings for like 30 plus seconds if I don't answer. And James just said he's ready. Which is... Really? Yeah, so I'm gonna add him to the call. And... And we'll see how that goes. It looks like he's here. James? Oh, two of three in the call. Uh, hi, James. Hi. How's it going? Going all right. How are you? Oh, you know. How was dinner? It was good. It was all right. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can't 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 get can't beat all right Red Robin. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's it's about what you expect from yeah. burgers and fries. Red Robin man. <laughs> All right, so fellas, last week I figured out how to end the speaker phone. Mm. Can't remember how I did it because I was drunk. <laughs> and I don't listen to our show, so I, I don't know either. Maybe if one I, of well, our listeners. <laughs> if I remember right, on the sh- it was mostly it seemed like it was mostly an accident, but I could be wrong. No. Oh, no, now you got FaceTime. Hey, Ooh. all right. Now it's off. Yep. <laughs> we got to see James's face for a second there. I was too busy yeah. trying to make links. <laughs> uh... Making links for what? Oh, you you know. Oh, okay. See James's what? Hmm? Did you see my face for a moment or my house? Your face. Ah, okay, good. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to see that house. <laughs> All right, so... Now that I'm sober, I remember, I have to end the call and then rejoin it. Weird. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That seems like that should be fixed by, is there like a, an app update waiting for you or something? No, no, there yeah. isn't. The internet just says, we're aware this is a problem. <laughs> that's right. Not even we're trying to fix it. Just, we know this sucks. Deal with it. Oh, golly. <laughs> Skype on iPhone speaker off is auto-filled. When you're in a Skype for business audio or video meeting on iOS device, tap mute. What? It yeah. says just to tap the speaker, but that's not true. No, it didn't do anything when I tapped the speaker. So what are you guys drinking tonight? Wine. I am. Oh, hey. me too. Nice. Yeah. You're still on the wine, yeah. huh? Well, I mean, I still have this bottle left. I don't drink it very often. So. Probably the last time you drank it was last time we recorded. <laughs> I actually did have one glass in the middle of the week of it. Did you pass right out? Uh, last week. No, when you drink one. So for me, if I drink one glass of wine, I go to sleep where I'm sitting. If I oh. drink three glasses of wine, I'm good for the night. Like, I'm like, party eight. Like, what's oh, up? No. Oh, no, I... weird. No, the more the more wine I have, the the more tired I the get. Tireder. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So I I was just having this conversation with my wife because she's doing whole thirty right now, so she's not drinking, and additionally she's drinking coffee like twenty four seven. Oh shit. right, 
She did, it's ten o'clock at night. She just made herself a coffee and went into the bedroom to. Oh my god! Get ready for bed. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how you can just drink coffee all the time and then not be awake all the time. And oh, she, I'd be like tweaking out. Yeah. Well, she her response was fair was I don't understand how you can drink alcohol and not go to sleep and no. not pass right out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she might have ADD. She might. I might have something too because I'm a downer guy. You give me all the downers in the world, and I'm I'm feeling great. Stay right up. See, and mm-hmm. I, like that's like I can drink a pot of coffee and go right to sleep. Uh. Oh God. <laughs> I drink two cups of coffee or, you know, one energy drink or something, and I'm like, even if I'm tired, I'll just lay there, just <laughs> super tired but unable to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. I break, yeah. I break this rule all the time, but if I have any amount of caffeine past noon, then I'm up all night. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, has to, like, if it's if it's after three, she can't have a rock star, even though she knows she's going to be tired. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, because she will. She just won't go to sleep. But, like, if it's before three, she's fine. Yep. Not I. I could, mm-hmm. uh, again, could drink a rock star and go right to bed. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. There's days when I'm dragging my ass at work and I'll have a rock star at 7 p.m. But then come, 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 uh, come midnight, I'm popping two Benadryl and hoping in half an hour I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> so, James, what are you drinking tonight? Water. <laughs> ah. Oh. Yeah. Did you already get served well, at uh, at Red Robin? What? Did you already get served at the Red Robin? Yeah, we did. No, like like you you already had your had your drinks for the evening at Red Robin. Oh, I'm ha- I'm having no drinks. Zero. Oh, for oh, the month. Yeah. yeah, and I decided at so at first I was doing full on hardcore keto and no drinking, but mm. that is no fun, mm-hmm. and so I have to <laughs> wean myself off of one vice at a time. Right. So um, I, I've been having some bread randomly but the i haven't drank since uh new year's eve and i've lost pounds <laughs> nice oh nice <laughs> i will say james that you haven't drank since new year's day during Correct. hangover Thank tacos <laughs> hangover tacos it was a very important addition <laughs> oh yeah i saw i saw that link uh, get posted um by christine but i was about i was already laying down in bed taking a nap so. <laughs> That oh, was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm I'm glad that I'm on the whiskey binder now, but mm-hmm. like it sucks that I have to take a full month of waiting before I can actually catch up on the whiskey binder. Oh yes, I'm what, trying to the I'm whiskey trying. binder. So at Whiskey Barrel Zach, they have the 101 Club where because they have over 101 whiskeys, they have a binder where you get like some sheets of paper with your name on it and you get to keep track of how many different whiskeys you've had. And oh, then when you have had 101 different whiskeys, then you like get a shirt and you get your name on a little plaque and a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's cool. So James started his his sheet in the binder on New Year's Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Christina and I have been working on it for a while. I'm sitting around, I'm probably close to 80 by now. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was going to ask you how far you were. I figured you had to be over halfway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, recently hit over halfway, and then that gave me the gumption to just go for it. <laughs> somebody, I was telling somebody about it, and they're like, so how much do they cost? And I was like, anywhere from $4 to like $11 a shot. Mm-hmm. They're like, so anywhere from 
440 to $1,100 you're spending. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But it's, you're missing the point, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like you're going in there and saying, give me 110 shots of whiskey right now, damn it. I'm... Right. Oh, yeah. And also for me, like, I'm going to drink 101 shots of whiskey there, regardless of whether it's different ones or Correct. whatever. I'm. It's already going to happen, so I might as well get some credit for it. Yeah. Exactly, and a T-shirt from what I'm guessing. Yeah, right? why, I think why it's else a T-shirt. They ask for your shirt size. They ask for the shirt size, so you probably get a T-shirt. And if if and when you hit 101, don't be surprised if it takes like a month for them to get you a T-shirt. Sure, <laughs> yeah, because that's how things go there, oftentimes. <laughs> oh, so how was uh, how was your guys' New Year's? It was how good. Was the, how was the party? Yeah, mysterious and full of murder. Yeah, someone killed James's wife. Um, it's terrible. Yeah. CJ guessed correctly. Yep. He was the only one, in fact. I had I had a little yeah. bit of extra information that no one else asked the right questions about. So uh-huh. um, I, I had the edge on everybody on, on who, knowing who it was because it was my secret wife who killed her. Oh, okay. James, so you kind of had inside. Mm-hmm. James's wife was secretly sleeping with James and very publicly <laughs> pretending to be sleeping with me, but I was secretly married to someone else, and then that someone else killed killed Jenny. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. So that she could win a competition and that mm-hmm. her secret would remain safe. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Actually, I thought Gwen won the competition, but then I was informed later that, no, everybody cheated, so nobody won the competition. So nobody won, right. Oh, yeah. shit. Exactly. <laughs> Listeners, uh, forgive us for spoiling that. Yeah. If you ever <laughs> do with this one specific yeah. murder mystery... Yeah, you, which we still spoiled. haven't even given the, the name of which murder mystery it is. Yeah, I don't remember. There we go, anyway. that's perfect. Then if they ever do it, they'll be like, oh, uh, that's the one they were talking about. Yeah, We just I'm won't name it ever. Yeah. Well, and they also don't know who which characters we were playing necessarily, sure. unless sure. they're taking notes from last week when we probably <laughs> said it. Yeah, we probably told everybody yeah, everything think, last week. I think it went very in depth the last time. Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> How was your so, pub crawl? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, not all the not all the bars were very good. We, I think we ended up going to all of them, but at the end of the night we ended up finding one that we preferred uh, quite early on but we just wanted to say we'd gone to all of them but one of them we literally walked in and then like walked out like because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just almost empty there was almost no music going it was just weird oh so... man that's the one i would have stayed at that's... <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> the perfect point, bar yeah. at that point we were already kind of <clears throat> drunk though mm-hmm. and so, ah, so you're looking to party seemed... yeah yeah but it was good yeah so I have this, I have an electric scooter because I think we covered this. Maybe? We did. Maybe. We have. Yeah. Okay. So I have an electric scooter and then I was talking at Whiskey Barrel one day about how I had an electric scooter and they were like, oh, we also have an electric scooter because collectively as a business, they bought an electric scooter, but one more like a classic razor. That's smart. Hmm. Makes sense for so, a business to have. But it, yeah, right? So they, it was like somebody bought them in bulk to get a really good price, so then they got a really good price off of him. So it was like like mine. Mine was worth about 500 and then I paid a little under 350 for it, and they did about the same for theirs. Cool. Yeah, and then the owner today or the other day was like, um, 
you know, we're going to try and like get a group of people with electric scooters together and do pub crawls. And I was like, Oh, oh man, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so I'm already shopping for electric scooters for my wife so that we can all just scoot around to pubs because first of all, it's very fun to be on the scooter. Oh, sure. It's very, very fun. The other day when I was riding home from work, some kids in a car tried to throw a bottle of soda at me and like knock me off. Oh my God. Because kids are the worst, but yeah. the, they were also really bad at throwing and they accidentally threw the bottle under the car and then ha! Oh my God. <laughs> ran over ha, it and it was a whole thing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's the only negative thing I've had happen with the with tootling around town on my scooter. I mean, that's a pretty big negative, but like that sucks that that's, I guess I wouldn't say the youth of today because I certainly know kids who did that shit when I was younger. Oh, I like, probably would have done it if I was yeah. in the car with the right amount of right group of people and they're like, yeah, Hey, sure. we should do that. And Throw I'm, your soda at this guy. Yeah. yeah. I probably <laughs> would have done it too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, just pub crawl reminded me like, yeah. Like you guys should get electric scooters, and then we can all just just go around and go to all the bars and be the coolest guys in town. Is it you still are subject to the same like DUI rules, right? Like you can't get shitty drunk and just be scooting around. Well, I don't know. I used to get real shitty drunk and ride my bike, but I never got pulled over for it. Right, but see, I feel like you if you were, you would have also gotten in trouble. I don't know because you don't, don't you don't need a license to have one of right. these. That's true. And you don't need a license to ride a bike. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So you're not like operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated. I'm gonna. I'm mm. gonna. Go- I think Zach is doing it too. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna yeah, Google my keyboard. electric scooter DUI and see. <laughs> Los Angeles secures first motorized scooter scooter DUI conviction. Ah, this is someone on a LA on a bird, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's see. Which, that is part of the bird rental agreement I'm reading. Um, Riders agree that they will not operate the scooter while under the influence of alcohol, drugs, medication, or other substances that may impair the user's ability to safely operate the vehicle. That's when it becomes fun, though, is when your ability to safely operate (laughs) is gone. (laughs) California Vehicle Code 21221.5 says that, yes, it is against the law to ride a motor scooter drunk. Okay. There's no legal limit, like they can't breathalyze you. But if you do, it's like it, it's like it's a compound thing. If you do something else and uh, right. they can tell right. you're drunk, then it's against the law. Because they also can do that if you're just drunk walking. Yes, because right? that's a drunken public. Right. So in general, you could all you can always get a drunken public no matter what your mode of transport yeah. is, including your legs. We used to go go out and like try to get drunk in public, like try to get someone to call the police on us for being drunk in public. Oh, oh because goodness. I used to be real dumb, and I still am, but and just in a different way. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the same way. E-scootering drunk is just an infraction. It's not a misdemeanor. Okay, that's fair. So you're just but subject how, how to a fine before you lose the ability to e-scooter. Right? That's I don't think question. that they can ever take that away from you. Like, what's the actual, like, consequence here? Yeah. I don't know. And look, well, the guy the guy from the article that Zach read got charged 550 bucks. Okay. And I don't think that it really... 
they're probably a judge because judges can say crazy things like you're not allowed to own a pig anymore. Right. Stuff like that. So uh, probably a judge could, after a certain amount of times, go, you know what? You can't own a scooter because you are not <laughs> – you can't be trusted. <laughs> Bad names to scooter drivers everywhere, you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, it's just, just – it's not a long pub crawl. It's it's a short enough pub crawl. Just right. And there's a fair amount in a small distance between each other. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be, that'd be fair. And also, it couldn't be very long because I know for my scooter, I could I could only do a certain amount without charging in between. Right, and so you can't get too far away from your house. Yeah. <laughs> or exactly. I mean, you just mid stop at a Whiskey Barrel and drive it into the building and charge it there because I'm yeah. sure they'd be into that. They are because I have. <laughs> like you saw Jerry's motorcycle in there, right? Yeah. Because yeah, that's he rides his motorcycle there and then he parks it inside. So I just went and I parked my scooter right next to Cherry's motorcycle and <laughs> plugged it in. And <laughs> it's like a mama duck and her little ducklings. You mm-hmm. should get like a whole trail like right behind his motorcycle. That'd be hilarious. The bartender and I have been talking about adding like scooter parking only to a certain area of the sidewalk <laughs> or something like that. Just one of the, the fenced off areas. Just mm-hmm. one side is scooter parking only. Scooter and parking the rest only. is for the people who break the rules and smoke there, even though there's signs posted saying not to. They are very respectful to people who do generally if they're regulars, because when we're there with our kid, they don't smoke there. Ah. But if I'm there without the kid, then they're like, well, who am I hurting? And then they do. Right. Which is, it's fair enough. I'm, I'm yeah, okay with that. Sure. Sure. At least be respectful. Mm-hmm. I have become increasingly sensitive to cigarette smoke. Mm. Um, you know, cause I mean, like realistically, I used to smoke a pack and a half a day. Right. So like, I don't know why, like I just like had a a blind nose to it before, but like now, like there are a specific amount, like three or four people. It's actually two or three people uh, that as that leave work at the same time that I do and through the same door Mm. and light up right. And as soon as they hit the air outside, they just light up and it's like, they're always like three steps in front of me. Mm. And so it's like, like I'm getting nothing but like puffs of their secondhand cigarette smoke all the way to my car. And I'm just like, I, like, I know it's not their fault. Like they're not doing it on purpose, but I just fucking hate these people. And it's like, <laughs> see, that's interesting. You, pr- you apparently didn't smoke for long enough because you know, you I, know, the Robinsons. Yeah. So they, they both were heavy smokers for like however long, a hundred years. I don't know. Because sure, Debbie's yeah. over 60. Okay. So at least Probably 40 years. More. But then at some point in the last couple of years, she got really, really bad pneumonia. Right. Had to stop smoking during the pneumonia. But then her doctor told her, like, you you literally cannot smoke anymore after this because you will die. If, You're right. Because it was, it was bad enough pneumonia. So now she doesn't smoke, but she really, really likes standing next to John while he smokes and just enjoying the second hand. So there are some oh brands of cigarettes that smell good to me still. Mm. But okay. cheap, cheap oh, cigarettes like Parliament's are or just, whatever. Yeah, well, no. So the Parliament's were the ones that I personally smoked. Mm. But like, like Pall Malls or mm. like the the pyramids. Pyramid is the worst. Like it that's what I'm thinking like, of. Is pyramid like lit up shit. Because um, so just so like like a, like a really really good pack of cigarettes lately with all the taxes like if you can get some Camel Turkish Silvers or something yeah that's you know, like you're what paying 12, eleven bucks for that shit eleven or twelve dollars yeah. and pyramids I think are still sitting around five or six dollars yeah 
after the two dollar tax. After the two dollar so tax. Yeah, that tells you where they're at. But but so I mean, and again, like obviously, who can afford eleven dollars a day? Right. You know. Um, so I like I understand that logic, but yeah, like there are just certain brands that it's like. So I I guess it's the other way now. Certain brands, I'm like, oh man, that smells good, and I want one of those. But most of them, I'm like, that is gross, and that needs to fucking not be up in my shit. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 fair. I mean, to this day, I never was a habitual cigarette smoker, but to this day, I think I'd probably have to think a couple times if someone offered me a Turkish silver, right? Because I really liked those. Those or would have given me a problem. Uh, yeah. But yeah, offer me a Pall Mall or a Pyramid. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, you might as well just offer me a cheap hot dog without microwaving it. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> like, I'll eat a hot dog, man, but like, at least warm that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter loves Nathan's hot dogs. She just, we just pull it out of the fridge and hand it to her and she just starts taking oh, yeah. bites. She oh, loves them. Man. It's the best. <laughs> there, I feel like there's an age threshold where you just can't do that anymore or drunk threshold. Like, cause I used to yeah. do that, you know, as a kid, like I'll eat a cold hot dog. Like it's not even a thing, you know, but now as a grown up, I'm like, nah, no, thank you. Well, but- there was a point it's, I, I was able to do it up until somewhere around like 94, 95 when <laughs> I think it was craft. It was craft does hot dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was craft. Anyway, someone, someone, some big hot dog boy made hot dogs with cheese in them. Oh yes, Oscar really, Mayer maybe. Yeah, but I think you know what I think it was Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer did a hot dog that already had cheese in it, which I think if they did it today, it would end up a lot better than it did in ninety four or ninety five. Yeah, yeah it used awful. to be real gross. And I took a bite of that thing cold, and ever since then, I can't oh, handle cold nope. hot dogs. I just yeah. can't do it. Nope, not at all. Uh, I can't even hardly handle like normal hot dogs. They have like, <laughs> a good hot link for me to eat it. Yeah. I had what a hot like link a for Costco dinner. Dog? Oh, Costco's. Mm-hmm. Those like, are good. From the Costco food court. Yeah. I'm probably having one of those for, for lunch tomorrow. If I eat hot dogs, I drench them in so much mustard and ketchup, so I can't taste the hot dog. Interesting. That is interesting. I so Although I just don't eat them. <laughs> I don't do ketchup anymore. I like the only toppings that I put on a hot dog. If I put toppings on it are uh, relish, onion and mustard or uh, a tomato, like, like, like slivers of tomato, like a Chicago style. Mm. But I also like a good hot dog, just plain with bread and the dog and like nothing in it. That can be good if it's all cooked, right? Yeah. Like, like, like at Costco. Yeah. Well, sure. Mm -hmm. Like Costco or the little league, like baseball hot dogs. Which are you know wrapped in foil and like I, I I don't know what it is like it's the same kind of flavor profile like where the skin like of the dog like pops when mm-hmm. you bite it you know and it's like got like a crunch to it. Oh yeah, but they were much smaller, so they couldn't they couldn't have been Costco hot dogs. I don't know. They're probably ballparks. Yeah, maybe they plump when you cook them. Mm-hmm, they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with my kid being so into hot dogs, I've I've had to make like specific decisions about what kind. She can have <laughs> since she's having them cold. So it's all it's Hebrew National Nathan's or Applegate and just nothing else. Does she do uh, frozen veggies too? No, kids don't like veggies because kids right. are super tasters. So yes, except that my niece used to, like open up a bag of frozen mixed veggies and just eat them frozen. That's weird. Like that was her favorite snack. 
you know, specifically like the carrots and the fucking the green beans. Green beans were her thing. Like, I'll, like she'll just eat a bag of frozen green beans, and I'm like, you know, you're weird, right? Like, you know, other kids don't do that shit, but she like that was just her jam. That's really, really strange. Yeah. I'd be into it if my kid did that. She she likes <laughs> carrots in the right okay. way. Sure. I have to in order for her to do it because there's too much chewing involved in normal carrots. So she she likes you know how you can get the bag of like carrot slivers to put on a salad. Oh yeah yeah. Mm. She likes that. She first started eating it because she thought it was cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she wants the hard cheese. It's good. And, yeah, and then she just liked it. So sometimes she eats that. Today I was eating a full carrot with my dinner and she tried to have some didn't work out so well <laughs> you know oh, baby carrots are actually just carved Big carrots down, full mm-hmm. carrots yeah that somebody had a brilliant idea of like you know what why am i wasting all these deformed ass carrots i'm gonna just cut them down yeah makes sense yeah i didn't know that but it makes sense i just saw a watched a video today about how bacon became like a thing oh really in the 80s, when people started getting really health conscious, the pork industry was able to start selling more pork by starting things like, like the other white meat, stuff like that, to oh, get rid yeah, of sure. tenderloins sure. and those kinds of cuts of meat. But they <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> they couldn't figure out a way to get rid of the pork belly, which is actually what most of the pig is. Right. And so then, like, the head of the pork industry or something some big pork man had a big meeting with the owner of hardy's and then hardy's and carl's jr came up with the idea of putting bacon on a fast food hamburger aha uh-huh. and like really fetishizing it and it just super caught on and every other fast food place started doing it and then you know fast forward 30 years and now bacon's and everywhere one in every three million kids is named bacon <laughs> what <laughs> Like because everyone everyone has such a hard on for bacon all the time, which bacon is good, but it was this whole thing that was just forced on us psychologically. See, that's interesting. I thought it was much older than that. I thought because of the the curing process and the fucking all the salt that you add to it, like that was one of the earliest forms of non rotted meat that was able to be like transported. Well, that was just straight up salted pork. It wasn't salted specifically pork, right. bacon. Ah, okay, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, bacon's been around the whole time, but it wasn't as popular. Right. Sure. I'm going to see if I can find a chart. Well, I also I'm try... A, I'm actually look, trying to look up the U.S. Uh, consumption of bacon, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I got a chart. That looks like a chart. Oh, oops. The chart I found doesn't, doesn't go back very far. But... Kevin Bacon and Wikipedia. What's going on? There's a chart the showing game? the page popularity of the first, tenth, and thirtieth most popular pages in each category. I don't care about th- what's going on. No, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it in a timely fashion. <laughs> the decline of the red meat industry. Yeah, I can see that. So, the, from what I the the chart I found, it only goes back to 2011. But as of, I don't know where they get their source. It's a, it's a dot com not like the edu or gov so i don't know if this is accurate supposedly it's from the u.s census data and simmons national consumer survey whatever the fuck that is but 
<laughs> you just really offended somebody from Simmons National Food. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> they were like, what? Never listen to this podcast again. Yeah. And there goes half our, uh, half our uh, listeners, yeah. <laughs> the amount of people that use... And see, I'm, I'm confused as yeah. to... Is this uh, over a course of a month or a year? But anyways, this random number, the amount of people that use five pounds or more of bacon is more than the amount of people that don't use any bacon at all. Hmm. And then most people are between one and two pounds. But once again, I don't know if that's pounds per year. I'm assuming per year. Or is it taking entities like fast food places into this? Yeah, it's... I don't know if it's just grocery store or what. Huh. I have a I have a chart here about annual U.S. meat consumption through Fortune 500, but the source is the U.S. Department of Agriculture. It's probably okay. better than what I was looking at. So top dog, top dog. We're talking around 1975 was was beef. Beef really beef peaked hard in 1975. Second place, <coughs> sorry, second place was uh, pork. Then chicken than turkey turkey by the way because turkey sucks so this is good turkey is right way at the bottom the whole time just no <laughs> one's no one's buying turkey well it's hard to, to, on the to turkey. and to procure yeah so beef has been on a steady decline since 1975 when they peaked and right now they are second most consumed meat after chicken because chicken has been on the rise the whole time and chicken in 95 surpassed pork, and then around 2013 surpassed beef. Wow. But pork is actually looking pretty steady. But I guess this isn't specifically about bacon. This is just all pork products. Mm. I know that a couple years ago when they, when they showed, when they rated uh, bacon as a carcinogen, I know it briefly dipped, but mm. last time I saw it, it had already surpassed what it was before that. I forgot that bacon's a carcinogen. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the nitrates. Bacon itself isn't. Yeah. Well, that's what well, I, yeah, but how it how it's how yeah. everyone eats it, it's right carcinogen. Yeah, that's like the fluoride thing where people are like, well, fluoride's a neurochemical. Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Every you, single thing is a neurochemical <laughs> if you put it in your body. In fact, your body has receptors for shit you've never even heard of. The, the example I gave to someone at some point where I was like, look, okay, so yes, it's a neurochemical. That means it can go to your brain. I can go to Whiskey Barrel all the time, and it doesn't mean I'm going to start a fight and ruin the right. place. So here I am as a neurochemical heading into the brain. And I'm not going to do anything. I'm never going to do anything because that's just not who I am. You get the wrong neurochemical, the wrong guy walks into Whiskey Barrel, he's going to start throwing bar stools and breaking mirrors and stuff. It's not about whether or not it's a neurochemical. It's about what kind of neurochemical it is. Right. And the other interactions that it has with the other neurochemicals. Yeah. Yeah. And the concentration of it and all that. I mean. But you get these people showing like pictures of hydro- hydrofluoric acid and it's like, well... That's that's hydrofluoric acid. That's not fluoride. Right. It's not just yeah. fluoride, sir. And let's look at the fact that every single place that took fluoride out of the water, which includes Stockton, by the way, guys, yeah. had a sudden huge increase in cavities for children. Right. Yeah. So I no, no relation. Yeah. <laughs> no, none. None. Whatever. But, but what was the neuro health of those children? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. everyone, they're doing about the same. 
<laughs> I, yeah. So I had a, I mean, I still have this friend, I guess you could say, but they're, uh, it's, it's a couple and they had a little girl. Uh, and they were both like on some weird hippie kick, like, no, we're not going to use fluoride. It's a fucking chemical and it's going to, you know, change the way she thinks. And it's, it's, you know, the government, it's all propaganda, right? Cut yeah. to when she was about five years old, uh, the dad had to give her, um, all eight front teeth. Oh, uh, no. she had, yeah. Replaced them all with, with fucking caps because they didn't fucking to you know, rot they it out. use fluoride. Yeah. They rot it out. And so, like, I, I went and saw this little girl one time, and then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, she's got a nice grill. Like, her whole mouth is made out of metal. And my friend was like, yeah, so apparently fluoride is absolutely necessary to tooth health. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> or, oh, or, you know, man. yeah, he's like, and, and, and there's sugar and stuff that you don't think about. He's like, we, we have to stop giving her uh, milk before bed and, like, all this. And I'm like, no one told you this before? Like yeah. you let your child's teeth rot out of her head, but okay. Yeah, like I've got a kid. It's it's. I can tell you, my kid's real into brushing her teeth when she's into brushing her teeth. Oh, you broke up. Oh, sorry. Um, I say I heard I, my kids. Um, I say I can I can tell you that my kid is real into brushing her teeth when she's into brushing her teeth. Right. Like you guys saw at her party, she, someone yeah. gave her her All birthday party. Someone yeah, gave her her toothbrush, her and she just sat there and brushed her teeth. <laughs> this when the is time is right. No, when the time is right, she loves brushing her teeth. When the time is wrong, like sometimes for two weeks straight, it is impossible <laughs> to get her to brush right. her teeth. Right. Without like, <laughs> like forcing her and then like you're creating trauma too. Like, you yeah. Luckily, she's not at a place in her life where it's like, it's so incredibly important. It's getting really important. Like she's to start going to the dentist, but I really wish that there was fluoride in our water. <laughs> I is do. Is there in bottled water? Uh, probably. I don't know. I know that, but I know that for me growing up, I would go months without brushing my teeth. I'm talking like yeah. age eight. I would go months without brushing my teeth and I didn't have a cavity until I was like 18. And because of all the damn fluoride. It's because of the fucking fluoride in the water that helped save my teeth while I, my <laughs> teeth were a freaking mess. Because I was a disgusting kid. I refused to cut my nails. I refused to brush my teeth. I refused to do all this stuff. I wouldn't take a bath. For, you know, it's like once a month thing. Finally, I'd get thrown into the bath to to, to get clean. <clears throat> my aunt used to pay me a dollar when I would go spend the night at her house to cut my nails. <laughs> just because it creeped her out so much? She just didn't like how long my nails were. So she'd be like, can I, can I please, I'll give you a dollar. Can I please cut your nails? So I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> For a dollar, a whole dollar? <laughs> what did you guys have growing up as like weird things that your family would give you a dollar to do? Oh man. Uh from I don't I don't know if I have really have too much. All I remember is being told that I was really into wanting to get gum when I went to grocery stores. So normally they would give me a dollar to get a pack of gum. And then if one time they didn't and I threw a giant fit. <laughs> really? I need so, the gum. And so then I think after that, I no longer got money for gum. That's good. That's good parenting, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my grandma would give me a dollar because my grandma was very into sewing and had bad eyesight. So when she would drop a needle in the carpet... She would call me into the room and give me a dollar if I could find the needle in the carpet so she wouldn't step on it. Man, that's pretty oh, wow. smart, actually. Yeah. 
I uh, mine was all yard work, shit. like uh. we, like raking and fucking mowing the, the you know. I was a because I was a big kid, so at seven I could maneuver a lawnmower pretty easily. <laughs> sure. So yeah, it was all that sort of stuff. See, I was just th- I was thinking about this today with the with the being a big kid thing, where I have I have body dysmorphia in a very specific way, because the entire time I was growing up, I was bigger than everyone else. So to this day, just in my brain, I'm taller than everyone. Right. And then I stand next to someone like Israel, and it's like, well, no, you're not taller than everyone. You're right. You're exactly. far shorter than, yeah. than plenty of people in this world. And it's not that they're freaks of nature it's that you're an average person and uh you need to stop thinking that you're so big but i just i think for the rest of my life i'm just gonna think that i'm way bigger than i actually am i legitimately auditioned for the character of lurch in adam's family thinking that same thing like no i'm tall i'm tall enough and then uh cole and michael vineyard Mm -hmm. were there and i was like oh i guess i'm not tall Yeah. Like I was able, when I was like, when I was 13, I, I mean more than that, when I was 10, people were asking what high school I went to. So it right. just, yeah. <laughs> I just have that dysmorphia thing. Zach, did you have that? Cause you, you were around the same size I was. You're a little shorter. Yeah. I don't, I, I think since I was a little bit shorter, I never really had that issue. Yeah. I, st- I still have it. I just think I'm huge. Like, oh, <laughs> can't believe I just walked through that doorway without hitting my head. Well, congratulations yeah. to me. Duck when the <laughs> ceiling fan is on. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, because I am taller than many people. Like, I'm taller than everyone in the Martin family. Sure. There's this photo of me, like, with my grandparents and my aunt and cousins and my mom and, and all these people. And my mom put it up on Facebook and the, one of the first comments was from one of my aunts on the other side of the family. that was like, Oh, glad to see CJ's keeping up the Thompson tradition of being the biggest guy in the room. (laughs) 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 Because on that side of the family, I've got, I've got eight inches on the tallest person. Oh my God. (laughs) One question that my grandpa still asks me every holiday is, so how much do you weigh now? (laughs) <laughs> You're still growing, CJ. I'm still growing. I'm 28. So how far can you throw a ball now? Yeah. Which is also proportionate to your height. Like, the longer your arms, you know. But, like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Still and then, like, growing. like my wife's family, they're all very short, too. So, like, I go to her grandpa's house and I have to duck all the time because there's all kinds of things <laughs> hanging down low that no one else has a problem with. But I'm hitting my head on all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> So that's probably not helping with my body dysmorphia. <laughs> Since you don't have any siblings, so like I, I pretty much stopped growing at like 13, 14, mm-hmm. maybe like an inch or two, but like I was almost this height at, as a 13 year old. You know what? Me, yeah, me too. Right. Uh, yeah. My brother didn't stop growing until he was 19. He didn't mm-hmm. even really start growing until he was about 16 and then he shot up and now he's six <laughs> foot three. Oh shit. Right. Yeah. So, but like my puny, skinny, wimpy, short brother just all of a sudden is bigger than me. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was a thing that sort of happened that like curbed that. Cause I definitely was like the biggest thing in the room for a long time, you know? And then, yeah, yeah now not so much. I, I outgrew my grandpa when I was about 11. Right. My grandpa's a little guy, though. He's. Like, <laughs> 
He's about five five, I think. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, he was. Whenever I meet someone who knew my grandpa when he was young, they're like, "Oh, Larry Martin, yeah, little guy, red hair, likes to fight." Because <laughs> yeah, that's him. my grandpa had real bad little man syndrome. Where just and he, he was said, a "Ginger," and he was Clearly. a ginger. And you just, if you said the wrong thing to him, he was, he, he had his fists up. He was ready to go <laughs> because he spent his whole life trying to, trying to fight off all the people call him little man and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe similar to James with, with a sibling that got taller. Is oh God. That, yeah. With Kyle. God. Yeah. I had Kyle who got, who's quite a bit taller than me. And then even younger, you know, my, uh, stepdad quite a bit taller mm-hmm. um you know so i i was never like anywhere i was at i was never really like the tallest person so yeah that's true how big is glenn is glenn like six two <sighs> yeah probably around there six Something two like six that? three it's hard to tell with because normally his hair is pretty up there too but yeah but yeah <laughs> the way the way he wears his hair <laughs> but zach's but zach's little brother like that was for me too like just at one point went over to visit and there's Kyle. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> Cause Kyle's probably six, two Kyle's a big dude. Yeah. I want to say six. I want to say six, two. Yeah. As we've covered in, in a former episode, if you go to the save Mart by our house, he is both the biggest <laughs> and the cutest bagger. Yeah. And if, and if he didn't have that beard, he would look like a giant baby. Yes, he would. Since he does have that beard. He, looks <laughs> he, like he, does, he does shave it sometimes, and I, I get taken aback each time he does. Yeah. <laughs> because he has the exact same face that he had when he was eight. Sure, yeah, looks like it. <laughs> I remember that face when he was a chubby little eight-year-old playing <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Farmer Fran. Oh, God. One time, James, we were we were sitting around the table. We were all playing Dungeons and Dragons. Kyle's eight, so that makes the rest of us like fifteen or sixteen. And all of a sudden, Kyle like lifts his shirt up above his nipples and starts like rubbing a finger around each nipple. Okay, as you are want to do, as you sure. want to do. And then he just announces to the table, "I'm Farmer Fran." <laughs> <laughs> if I remember right, there was like no no context. No to context. It. No context. Yeah, no it was, no it was probably a reference in his mind, but it was not a reference that any of us got. <laughs> no one. No one knew. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys just sort of stare at him and be like, uh... "Oh, we all laughed and gave him shit right away." But just like yeah. this pot-bellied eight-year-old just sitting there talking about being Farmer Fran. <laughs> okay, Farmer Fran. Farmer Fran was from Waterboy, and he true? does rub his nipples. That's really? Fantastic. Kidding me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want, weirdly, it, so in the end, in the montage, like when there's like a bunch of different things going on, he, he like he, you see him just one time like shirtless, like pinching his nipples with nipple rings in them. That's you... funny. That's really fucking oh funny. He'd God. probably just seen that movie, and like he'd probably been working up the like how is he going to incorporate that, and then something happened. He was like, "This is it. This is my chance." James, you just blew 13 years of making fun of Kyle out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh no freaking God. idea. Me neither. Well, I mean, now that there is context. Because I probably haven't seen... I don't think I've seen The Waterboy since before Kyle did that. Yeah? Yeah, I've seen it like <laughs> once or twice and it's been so long. I'm, gonna, I'm going Farmer Fran nipple gif. There he is. Yeah. yeah. 
Holy <laughs> shit. Farmer friend nipple, and there he is pinching his, his pierced nipple. It's funny. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> What's funny is that he, like, like wanted to do that. Yeah. Like, some, something sparked that in his mind, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and then when we, because we asked him what the hell he was talking about, he never told us. <laughs> it's probably too embarrassing. That, and how do you explain that? Well, in the Water Boy, in the end montage, yeah. when there's so many things going on. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe thought we just, maybe like we had talked about the Water Boy or something, and I he had just watched it or something, so we thought we'd get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> But since it was a relatively minor part, none of us remembered it because none of us had seen it recently. James, you've just changed the whole course of my life. <laughs> Sorry, we have to end the call. We have to just go sit in the corner and, and think for a few minutes. I have to go apologize to room. Kyle for so many years of making fun of him for not no, making sense. No, it still doesn't make sense, right? Because clearly you guys didn't make the connection at that moment. Yeah. Like it was something that was just like specific to him. That's funny, though. That's hella oh funny. God. <laughs> now when you call him Farmer Fran, you know that there is a context. There is a context. <laughs> I just, I'm oh, speechless. <laughs> I have to, we have to tell your dad, Zach, because we're still talking about Farmer Fran with him. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second, too. I was like, man, I, why, I was like, why do I know that Farmer Fran? And then I was like, oh, yeah, the fucking water boy. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't believe that you remember that, too. Holy shit. Yeah, because Zach and I are the ones sitting in front of computers. You just pulled that right on out of your head. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, man. well, yeah, I'm not going to Google, uh, you know, child rubbing nipples or anything like that. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Google farmer friend nipple, and it's yeah. much yeah, yeah, safer. Yeah. No, it's all over the place. I got all kinds of gifts. I have to, I don't know what I have to do now. <laughs> Changing my whole life. Uh, by, the, by the way, Farmer Fran for me will always be Sean's dad on. Correct. Boy, on Meets, Boy World. Meets World. There's just yeah. There's nothing for it. I actually liked his character on Little Nicky better. Tithead. Yes. Oh, oh no, no. That's... Kevin Nealon was Tithead. He yeah. had the horns and he was like the the usher. Nicky, are you a soul? No, you're the spawn <laughs> of Satan. Blake Clark. He was in all the stuff. He was in Fifty First States too, huh? Yeah, that yeah, was an Adam Sandler, dad. right? I haven't seen it. Yeah, correct. That was Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. He was her dad, and also Sean Astin was her brother in that in Fifty First States. I knew that. I just saw a thing today about um, how Sean Astin, they, everybody involved in Lord of the Rings, had to do sword fighting training. Yeah, and, Sh- and Sean Astin got really good at it. And really? then they were filming a scene in Lord of the Rings where he was like doing sword fighting with like a ring wraith or something like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm really good at sword fighting, blah, blah, blah. And then at one point, Peter Jackson yelled cut and like pulled him aside and goes, hey, man, you're you're Samwise Gamgee. You're a hobbit. You're not going to be this good. You need to. <laughs> you need to tone it back. You need to. T- like, you're not. All the things you're doing right now are like way too good for what a hobbit would be able to do. And Sean Astin's like first thought was, man, now no one's going to know that I'm good at this sword stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because to this day, he's never been asked to do any no. sword stuff. 
No. Jimmy the Demon. And that's one, too. Like, you, you either know him as the short guy or the fat guy. Yep. Right? Or the short, fat guy. Like, he, um, you know, yeah. some people are like, oh, you're the short, fat hobbit. But Unfortunately like, for him. Yeah. He's clearly talented at other stuff. Like, Encino Man, you know, he wasn't such oh, a yeah. Fucking uh, the Goonies, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's been around for a while. Totally. Yeah, Sean Astin's done everything. He's been around for a long time. Sean Astin. Born in 71, Sean Astin. Ooh. There was a movie he did with Kevin Bacon, to bring it back around, called White Summer. I think no. I forgot Indian? that he was Rudy. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Let me go back here. Whitewater summer. Whitewater summer. Yeah. So Kevin, it was one of the first times that Kevin Bacon played a bad guy. Mm. Right. And so he's young and he's nerdy and he's got these braces and like his parents like commission Kevin Bacon to like who is like a scout leader somehow to like take him on this like wilderness trip to make him a man. Right. And then you find out that Kevin Bacon is actually evil and like almost fucking kills him. But like it does make him stronger, but like he has to like like hardcore man up and like fucking almost like kill Kevin Bacon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he got Good second dude. billing on that. Wow. That's pretty cool for cuz Goonies was his first movie. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So 2 years later he's doing that and he's getting second billing. Yeah. No, I mean and he did a phenomenal job of just like like you totally feel like he's the main character and you feel for him the, the entire yeah wow Prince Valiant Encino Man Rudy you seen Rudy Zach? I've seen uh, most of it I think a long time ago have you seen the you, you, do you remember the big scene the big Rudy scene if I watched it maybe where everyone's laying their jerseys on the on the coach's desk it's it's big. You'd know it if you saw it. Okay, probably not then. Because really Rudy, because Rudy, Rudy can't play. It's the it's the last game of the season, and and Rudy's gonna he's not gonna be on the starting team. He's not gonna be wearing a jersey and uh, waiting on the sidelines to be subbed in. So everybody else in the team mans up and and they all lay their jerseys on on the coach's table, all on the line, and they say, "I'm." I'm not going to play you. You put Rudy in my place and it, but it's like, it's the whole team. It's a line out the door. Right. Because he loves the team more than it. Like he works as a janitor at the school just so that he can be at the school. Right. And then fucking, you know, be like, but he's tiny. He's absolutely tiny in the coach. Because he's Sean Aston. Yeah. He's like, if I fucking put you on this football field, you're going to die. You're going to get killed because everybody else is bigger than you and weighs more than two times your weight. You know, like you're literally going to die. But uh, so yeah, they fucking. And all he wanted, all he wanted was to just sit on the bench wearing the jersey. He just—it's just, it's just yeah. about the jersey. He wanted his dad <laughs> had to see him wearing the jersey. Yeah, and he's friends and with then, a black janitor yeah, too. The black janitor, uh, yeah, who played Rock. What was his name? He's got uh, kind of a weird name. Let me go back to Rudy. Find out who's in Rudy. Everybody's in Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Dennehy is in Rudy. Uh, Charles uh, Dutton? Charles Dutton, yeah, right? Charles Fortune? Dutton. That's it. Yeah, Charles Dutton. Known for Alien Rock. 3, Gothica, mm-hmm. A Time to Kill. Known for Rock. For what Rock. is Rock? Rock, R-O-C. It was, uh, that was his name. He was, it was uh, a sitcom. Oh. 
wherein he played essentially the same kind of character that he played in Rudy, like kind of a wholesome, like hardworking man who like, you know, at the end of the episode sits down the bad kid and like tells him why he's being a shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was in seven. Yeah. As an, and, as an, uh, he was uncredited in, in seven. He was and and he the was honey in dipper. Honey dripper, right? Honey dripper. I don't know. I just found rock. Which is weird. Like if I saw a TV show called Rock, I would expect a really big bird. Yeah, yeah. Because you fucking know what a rock is. Yeah. <laughs> the honey dripper. Yeah, honey dripper. I. Yeah. I had a real long conversation with my daughter one night while putting her to bed with my wife in the room who didn't understand what I was saying about <laughs> wyverns versus, versus not wyverns, oh, weirms and wyverns versus dragons and what the difference was and why it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the kind of thing that I have strong feelings about. I don't know what a wyvern is yet. What a wyvern is? A wyvern is a small weirm, I think. Okay. Well, that would make sense. I've never know. I've never known, known the difference. A wyvern is a winged, two-legged dragon with a barm tail. Yeah. So a, a weirm. So because everyone was getting upset on the internet for a little bit about the fact that the dragons in Game of Thrones weren't actually dragons. Okay. Because yeah, dragons have four legs and then they have wings. Uh, okay, gotcha. And a weirm is when you have two back legs and then your two front legs, like a pterodactyl, but they're are also your wings. Right, but worms are smaller. No, worms are the same size as dragons. Ah, okay. But they, their arms, like what what would be our arms, are their wings. Hence the term worms, wing arms. I, probably something like that. And so a wyvern is a small worm. Ah, okay. okay, okay. So like the size of a lion instead of the size of an elephant. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm saying worm, even though it's actually pronounced worm or verm, because that's how people can tell you, tell like what you're saying. Because if I just say worm, then that's, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) They do that in the Aragon books. They say word or worda, which is one of the the magic words, but it's spelled W-Y-R-D-A. But it's like, you can't say worda, it's weirda. Right, yeah. but it's not yeah. weirda because weird is its own word. Right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I just one night because it's important to keep talking to your kids, even if they don't care what you're saying. So I'm putting on her pajamas and changing her diaper and saying, "Well, you know, it's, this is what a weirm is, and this is what a wyvern is, and this is what a dragon <laughs> is, and, and now you know these things, and now go to bed." <laughs> Hey, you know, you taught me something new today, so... That's weird. I figured you would have known that. I know your dad knows that. And I know it because very commonly in fantasy novels, people use weirm or worm as a synonym for dragon when they're writing. And I know that your dad was having trouble with synonyms while writing. Because <laughs> when in his first draft of the book that I read, you know, 15 years ago, of his book that's out now, one of the biggest notes that he got from a publishing company when he first was sending it out was that he would repeat the same words over and over. So he was needing to go in and do do synonyms. Ah, interesting. 
Because it would be like the wizard said this and then blah, 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 blah. And then the wizard walked over here and blah, 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 blah. And so he needed to be like the wizard, then the mage, then the old man. The sorcerer. And the, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was having he, he was having to focus on synonyms. And in doing that, he never, ever referred to one of the dragons in his book as a worm. Huh. Because he knows that that's a different thing. Huh. But Zach's dad has spent a lot more time reading the... Uh, Dungeon Master's Guide than I think any of us ever will. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've read a fantasy novel, but I still think about fantasy things at all times. <laughs> you ever need to borrow any? About fantasy things. <laughs> yeah, I know my friend Zach has a shelf full. <laughs> if I ever read, it's always a, it's always a western. Oh, okay. See, that's like the one genre, one of the genres I've never actually gotten into. But I've I, never actually tried, so it's they're they're easy to read. That's the biggest thing about a western is that it's like it's like a good adventure story, and they're easy to read, especially if you go for uh, you know a Zane Grey or a Louis L'Amour or something like that. Like my great grandfather, sure. only the only books in his life he ever read were Louis L'Amour, because Louis L'Amour is written so that you don't have to have more than a fourth grade education to uh, appreciate it. Right, mine too. And yeah, so he just, I know that when he died, he died before I was born, but they had a whole lot of Louis L'Amour books as a part of his estate to try and move just because he, because he loved him. He loved him. Have you read the Dark Tower series? Mm, no, I've been told many times I should, but I, I have a thing about Stephen King and I've never read a Stephen <laughs> King book and I, I don't have plans to, but I hear that I should. <laughs> But also, they're working on a miniseries on Netflix, so I don't need oh. to. Oh, that's interesting. I, I think. have never read it, so I can't advocate very much for it. But several people whom I trust um, have told me that I should read it. And it's basically, it's a fantasy Western book, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. That's what I've heard, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it already came out two years ago. <laughs> Wait, with, the Dark well, Tower? Movie, a movie came out, I a think. A movie too. with Idris Elba. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey. I think it didn't do too well. Still. I'm, think, I'm thinking that's true. The film grossed $113 million on a $66 million budget, so it doubled its budget, which is actually okay, but it received yeah. generally negative reviews. Okay, that's what it was. It made decent money, but oh yeah, I got 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I heard it was going to be on Netflix or something. Anyway, did go it ahead. pull a fucking Rotten to- or uh, Sorry, I just read something on Rotten Tomatoes. Did it pull a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, M. Night Shyamalan and play to the wrong audience. Like, I'm I'm still pretty bitter about his movie uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which is just called uh, The Last Airbender. Oh, right, oh, right, God, right. That, movie, that, was that movie was terrible, yeah. Yeah, well, so the movie by itself, if you knew nothing about the story, was Okay, passable, yeah. Yeah, I guess right? I should, yeah. yeah but I if agree. you know anything about the story, it was the worst piece of shit in the history of film. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, like it shouldn't have been made, you know, he just, he yeah. played to the wrong audience. Like he, and he completely bastardized. I remember like, the they story. even like were pronouncing characters names wrong. Correct. Compared to how they the, pronounced them the, the, in the cartoon. Right. Exactly. Like all of them. The main character's name is Aang and he has a friend named Sokka, but in M. Night Shyamalan's world, it's Ong and Sokka. Hmm. Right. So it's, yeah, it's not uh but <laughs> they are doing a Netflix live action version of that. I heard that, yeah. And I'm super duper excited about that. 
So for Dark Tower, critics said that the movie was boring. And then they started a TV series, and now Amazon has the rights to it. So eventually, Amazon Prime will be releasing a Dark Tower TV series. Okay, so that's going to be good shit then. Yes. Probably. I don't know. I'm still not 100% sold on on Amazon Originals, but... Come on, Patriot didn't do it for you? That's the only one I've ever enjoyed, but I enjoyed it a lot. I heard the... Uh, that one about like what would have happened if the not there's one man in the high castle. I've heard that's pretty good too. I liked that up until they started doing a weird thing with dimensions. uh, Ah, what did you think? I, I, I pretty much the same way. I did watch season two. I still liked it, but I did. If I didn't get two days shipping with Amazon, like if I was paying $15 or $10 a month for Amazon prime, I don't think I would keep it based on the quality I've seen. I might just resub every once in a while for Patriot. Whereas both Hulu, Netflix and HBO all have shows that I would still pay to see like handmaid's tale on Hulu, the, all the shows on Netflix. I can't even name them all, you know, for uh, me, Westbrook, Prime, Prime is, is not necessarily a way to watch things. It's more like um, I buy my movies there yeah, and, yeah. and I get fast shipping. But Yeah, yes. no, exactly. So, James, with Man in the High Castle, it was very good. It was so good. And then, instead of being a show about an alternate history, it became a show about a man who can jump... It like almost like Doctor Strange in um in um Age of Ultron. God right? yeah. Okay. Well I haven't Where, seen Age of Ultron, but I think I know who like I know what you're talking about. I is think. that the most recent Marvel movie? Or that the no. most recent <laughs> Avengers movie? It, no, Infinity Wars. That's what I mean. Almost like Doctor Strange in Infinity War where um he was like looking at all possible realities. Ah, okay. To to like see what would happen. It, that's the, like it, writing it in as somebody's dream. Like that's yeah, fucking it yeah, negates I, the entire shit. It was I lazy. I still think if if the if that concept um sounds good, you can watch essentially the entire first season without that being a thing. Yeah. That's and fair. then it that's exists fair. in the second season a lot more than I think it should because I agree yeah. with CJ. It shouldn't even be there. The show would be a lot Because they better. ran out of shit to write about. Well, it's it's based on yeah. a book, well, so apparently this is all has to do with how the book goes. Because I think I could be wrong. Cause I never read the book, but I think season one pretty much followed the book, and then they're out of source material. Oh, uh, okay. like a Game of Thrones situation where when they start getting yeah. weird on stuff, it's because they're making it up, and it's not from the book. Yeah, creative freedom. So and shit, I yeah. still think that in general, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I actually. Season three is out, and I do intend to watch it eventually, um, because there were parts of season two I thought that were pretty good. Um, but all the scenes with, I won't say much, but all the scenes involving that, I didn't think were very good. Yeah. Or like the scenes may have been well acted and well well put together, but I thought the show would be better without it. It was a really good way to explain why that guy was the way he was, but that it for me i just would have been able to do without that character or even if like you have the character actually doing yeah. just what he normally the character would be like a relatively important character without his ability to do, do what he's it. doing yeah yeah i mean you could have him be kind of 
you know, you could have the, the changes that come along with that just come along naturally mm-hmm. instead of, oh, I, I magically saw into another reality, and so now I have a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, there's a million shows like that. Like, I stopped watching Orange is the New Black after one of the big uh-oh moments where everyone was like, oh, now I'm really into it, where I was like, no, I'm out now. Um, <laughs> what was the moment? Because I watched, like, all of the first season and, like, half, maybe, of the second season, and I haven't watched any since. This is a spoiler for a season that happened probably five years ago or whenever, but um, at one point at the end of one season, she kills someone. I don't remember who. I just remember that she killed someone, and I was like, well, that was... That's not good. Now now I'm not into this. (laughs) Now I think that you should be in prison, and this is... (laughs) Because at first you're like, oh, you shouldn't be here. You're just a sweet little lady. You know, lesbian one dumb thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so there's that, and like, um, what's the political one? Oh, House of Cards. House of Cards. I will not watch the last season because whatever they're gonna do, I just don't feel like. It's not that I'm sitting here and I'm a and I'm a Kevin Spacey apologist. I think yeah. that Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit. But with them having to suddenly write him out, it just it anything they do past that is going to be a cop out. Sure, sure. Yeah, I get that. I've I've heard mixed signals on the on the last season. I'm actually still a, not including the final season. I'm, I'm a season behind, hmm. just because I I I don't have the seasons mixed up. But I once he became president, it got a little it stale. Got a little stale, yeah. I think I, I they almost feel like they should have they. It was so popular that they were trying to write it for as long yeah, as they could instead of just ending thing. it after three or four seasons and actually trying to have like a nice concrete like plan. Yeah. People, people it, it just nowadays with how the internet is, people have so much input that it just, it's the wrong decisions are made. Yeah. I respect Steve Carell so much for the fact that everybody is clamoring for an office reboot and he's the only person in the way of that. And he's just going, I think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's going to, Right, it died. It it ran its course, and it's over now. Yeah, it was very. What happened was very, very good, and I agree. As much as I love The Office, and I quote The Office every day, and I watch (laughs) The Office every day, I don't want an Office reboot because it's not going to be good. It's going to be another Girl Meets World where just I got real stoked about Girl Meets World, and then then you watched it, and then I watched (laughs) the pilot episode, and it was just too sticky sweet, and it was like, but this is this is not the same show <laughs> so I watched when I was a kid and I don't know why I expected it to be well even if it was <laughs> the society is not the same like, exactly it can't be, yeah you know so yeah I don't know I okay what about bird box did we talk about this I don't um, think we have yet I, or yeah, wait, I no I think we maybe did and I was drunk uh, <laughs> I, okay yeah I vaguely remember I, I remember because I'm, I asked you specifically about it James because I knew CJ probably wouldn't watch it wouldn't yeah watch it. I think I remember that from last week because I won't yeah. I, I have not and will not watch it I will not watch it either and Christina oh yeah yeah we, we will, talked about it I will not remember. watch it either oh really because she said that it was a movie where if she had heard about it before it was a big thing she wouldn't have watched it and now that it is a big thing, it feels insincere too. Yeah. No, I mean I, I get that. I'm a huge fan of resolution, even if it's a resolution that I don't like. 
even if it's a bad ending and everybody dies, but like I have an explanation, mm-hmm. I love that movie, right? But like, yeah. don't fucking leave me in the dark after wasting two hours of my life. <laughs> and I also, I'm not going to watch this Bandersnatch thing either. I don't know what the hell that means. That sounds like a porno. Uh, <laughs> so Bandersnatch <laughs> was a bl- actually a uh, term beer. in Lewis, uh, in, uh, no, C.S. Lewis, Lewis Carroll. Who wrote Alice in Wonderland? Lewis Carroll. It's, yeah, so it was a, he created the Bandersnatch, right? But this is uh, a Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure movie. Oh, is it? I didn't know it was yes. Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, you have to make, you, you literally choose, like there's like upwards of like 7 trillion different possible movies that you can watch with oh this God. one movie because like you choose everything. You choose the background music that plays. You choose, you know, whether or not he fucking takes the pill or what pill he takes or what, you know, what cup he drinks out of. And I'm like, just thinking about that gives me such anxiety. Like, yeah. I don't make my own choices easy. Like, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there oh and have to choose something every 30 seconds. Like, I just yeah, can't do no. it. I, I, I was planning on trying to watch that sometime in the next couple of days, one night. But, no, I think I'm going to just wait and make my brother watch that with me so we can share right. decision-making. Hmm. But the Bandersnatch. According to Lewis Carroll, it looks like the Bandersnatch is basically a lion horns yeah but he's poisonous hmm hmm interesting or no no i'm sorry he's venomous poisonous if you drink it venomous if it bites you fair carol's first mention of a bandersnatch in the poem jabberwocky yeah is very brief the narrator of the poem admonishes his son to shun the frumious Bandersnatch, the name describing the creature fuming and furious character. Later, the White King says of his says of his wife, she runs so fearfully quick, you might as well try to catch a Bandersnatch. What? <laughs> so it's in poems? That's weird. Yeah, and like his poems were like nonsense. Like he made up yeah. words that don't exist within the language to describe things. Like he uses descriptive words that don't exist. So like um, what? Like now fuck I'm you. gonna search Lewis Carroll Acid Trip? Drug use. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think it was laudanum, right? It probably was laudanum. Um He wrote it in eighteen sixty five. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's find out. It's a tempting theory. Most experts agree that while the tale is weird, it is simply excellent, fanciful writing, and there is no evidence to suggest Carol was a drug user. <laughs> there was a dark side to him, though. He suffered from a strange disorder that caused him to have hallucinations, which made him feel bigger or smaller than he was. Sounds like body dysmorphia. This theme features prominently, yeah, we know. So anyway, so apparently he had hallucinations. Which is what? That's not is that's not schizophrenia. Yeah, I think so. Schizophrenia can have hallucinations. Okay. Yeah. Because people get people get schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder mixed up. Like right. if you forget who you are, that is not schizophrenia. Correct. Because schizophrenia yeah. is when you are you and everything the world around, around you is, is crazy. Yeah, changes. And you can either have auditory or visual hallucinations. Which is one of the same issues I have with uh, 
um, the word decimate. People use the word decimate oh. all, all the time. We were just watching Survivor earlier tonight. Stop saying Stop decimate. Saying when there it? were six people and now there is one, you did not decimate them. You destroyed no. them. You eliminated yeah. the rest of the competition. Because decimate like... means reduced by 10%. Huh. Interesting. That's the literal definition of decimate, but everyone uses it to mean utterly destroy. Right, correct. I thought the two were synonymous. Nope. Decimate is reduced by 10%. That's why decimate. If I remember right, right um, I think I learned this from uh, Spartacus, actually. It's, uh, decimation used to be like a, a Roman thing sometimes mm-hmm. where they take like uh, the units of their army and if um, people were deserting or something and they caught them, they would like make the others kill one of the members so that they reduced their size by like a tenth or something. Yes, huh. exactly. And so while that's devastating, decimation is devastating. Yeah. Um, it is not utterly destroying. Like if a tenth of your friends were dead all of a sudden, like that that would be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But it would not be that you did not have any friends anymore. Yeah. Man, that kind <clears throat> of fucks with my whole like, <laughs> my whole shit. <laughs> just just remember that when you want to say decimate, don't don't do it unless you yeah. are literally meaning reduced by 10 percent yeah no you want obliterate <laughs> yes obliterate it's fine mm-hmm. but not decimate That's and you don't want leaves. disseminate either <laughs> no you don't want disseminate because <laughs> if you disseminated all of your friends then you either filled them with semen or <laughs> and then took it away <laughs> <laughs> and then took it away <laughs> or you taught them something new ah right and you don't want that no. just make sure about the disseminate spread or disperse something, especially information, widely. Yeah. Huh. Or, in the medical sense, spread through an organ or the body. Oh, okay. And that, I think, is why people confuse the two words, decimate and disseminate. Yeah, they're very similar words. Right. But it's one of those things where eventually I'm going to have to let go of it because it will have a new definition because that's how English works. Yeah, yeah, correct. Just like there's there's this another pet peeve I have is that people do not say texting or texted or will text. They use the word text to cover all of those things. Yeah. Oh, I texted him yesterday and Oh no, that bothers the shit out of me. That is incorrect <laughs> grammar. It's incorrect grammar, but it's so common that eventually it will be correct. Right. Because the truth is a lie spoke often enough. Well, all it takes is two people to agree yeah. on the definition of a word, and then it's a fucking word. Exactly. Right? Eventually, text will not be something that we have to add any sort of um, participles, the wrong word. What am I thinking of? Past tense. Like a tense. We will not have to add a tense to the word text because it just will be the word. And that is simply because it's hard to say texted. It is. It's very hard. It does but, come off a little clunky, yeah. 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 It's a difficult word to say. I'm not saying that it's not, but the correct word is texted, not text. Right. Because then you're saying you text someone. I, te- your, I text right, him right not, now. Yeah. Right. That that word to me is T-E-X-E-D. You text <laughs> him. So okay. how, how are you texting? No, you're not texting. You're texting. Yeah. Right? Did I ever tell you about 
an argument that I got into with my grandma one time, and she kept saying the word irregardless. Oh, and finally, God. I was like, that's not a word. Like, the word is regardless. Like, just out of nowhere, like, completely derailed the argument. But I'm just like, look, if you're going <laughs> to, like, that's not a word, right? So then, <laughs> right, yeah. So, uh... like, that pissed her off, and she was like, whatever. And then, like, I come home later, and she had printed up um, the, uh, like, a definition of the word irregardless. But she didn't <laughs> read it all the way because it actually made my point. Like mm-hmm. if, like two or three lines down, it said um, it's actually incorrect. The word is regardless, but so many people say it that yeah. it, like it's just become common <laughs> nomenclature. And I was like, oh, thank you. So so you admit that I'm right. And she goes, what? No. And I was like, no, <laughs> see, it says right here that it's <laughs> it's not a, actually a word. It's just that people are wrong a lot. Yep. It's like, well. <laughs> I had an English teacher who was teaching us about um, things being ironical. Uh, and it got me so mad. It's like, stop, stop, just stop it ironic. Cause it is ironic. Yeah. It is not ironical. Right. The IC at the end of the word is the thing that makes it the, the opposite. Yes. Right. Stop it. Stop talking. Yeah. Cause you can say ironically. Sure. Right. But it is not ironical. And it's one of those things. I think ironical, just like I just looked up irregardless. And it says, in the mid-19th century, people probably started blending irrespective and regardless incorrectly. So, ironical definition means, dictionary.com, let's see what you have to say. Pertaining to irony. What? Why are they saying that Uh, it's a thing? It's not a thing. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Ironical is pertaining to irony. It is not the act of being... Ironic? Of having irony, right? Well, yeah, so but I'm saying that ironic is the word. No. See, that's that's where the difference lies. Like, like the thing that happens, the irony that happens is ironic. But pertaining to irony in general is ironical, is what, what I took from that. Well, she was, she was never saying ironic, and she was only ever saying ironical. It wasn't now like that she was... is ironic. Exactly. <laughs> and this is an English teacher. This is what makes it ironic. Because it wasn't like she was some fancy wordsmith who was using them 100% correctly every single time. She was just saying one word instead of each word. I could see if there were times where ironical is a word and she was using that sometimes, but she wasn't using it ever. Because things are tragic. They are not necessarily tragical. Well, right. Things are iconic, but things are also iconical, right? So I feel like that could be Mm, kind of, I have. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say iconical. Oh, really? Yes. Now I'm confused. Is that a word? Do I make up words? Um, iconical is not a word. Iconically. Let me just say, let me just search for tragical. <laughs> Did you mean iconic? No, I didn't. Exactly. Fucking meant iconical. <laughs> uh, yep. Tragic again. Tr- tragical, not a word. It's just tragic or... Tr- oh, wait, 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 wait. Tragical. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just iconical. tragic. It's just tragic. So ironical is the only one where people are using it. Because even when I go to that, that, yeah, people don't say tragic. See, okay, but so this is a very similar definition to ironical. Is iconical. It's pertaining to or consisting of images or icons, hmm. right? So it's the, the pertaining to. The, the A-L at the end of it is the pertaining to. Just like ironical is pertaining to irony, but it's not necessarily having irony. That makes sense, right? 
No. No. I think they're all wrong. <laughs> I think they're all not words. <laughs> Zach, you've okay. not weighed in. What do you think, I, Zach? I, I, I have no strong feelings one way, one way or the other. English was my least favorite class. English is a bullshit language, so, you know, there hey, we you go. have a science degree. What do you know? I failed yeah. all my science and math classes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, this fascinates the shit out of me. I could talk about these words for fucking hours and hours. Iconic <laughs> is relating to the nature of an icon. Relating to or of the nature of an icon. Hmm. But it is, right, so it's slightly different than pertaining to an icon or an image. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that your sister was wrong. I think that she may have been based on how she was explaining it, but I don't think that it's not a word. Every single time I would have said ironic, she said ironical, and I just. I also. I also had a big problem with high school English. <laughs> in general, because I thought it was there was a lot of bullshit involved in those tests and the things that they were teaching us, and I go back to the Great Gatsby every single time. So there's, <laughs> there's this passage in the great Gatsby where the Gatsby is like seen out on the edge of the lake or wherever the hell he lives. And there's a green light on the other edge of the lake. And he's like reaching towards it. And yeah. our teacher, all teachers taught us that that was because green symbolized go like go for your dreams. Sure. Okay. Which is fair as a concept to teach. Because, but the way that they always presented it to us was like, that's how F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote it. Like, ah, yes. Well, green symbolizes go. Like, he has a, he has a side journal that only English teachers get. <laughs> green symbolizes go. So he's reaching for the light because he wants to go for all of his dreams. So then that gave them the right to, on every single English test about the Ray Gatsby, say, what did green symbolize? And there was only one answer, and that answer was go. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that logic. I don't, I don't agree with it at all. And that was, and, and the problem was that I went through IB and IB English was a lot of that kind of stuff. I had a lot of real big arguments with my junior year English teacher because I just didn't agree with any of the English stuff that we were doing. And I was standing right there next to our current mayor arguing with this guy because our current mayor hated him too. <laughs> <laughs> And we were just arguing with him about stuff. Like I did not read Grapes of Wrath. I did. I read the first chapter and I read the last chapter, and both of them I thought were really weird. So I didn't feel like I needed to read the rest of the, the book. Of- <laughs> and so when we got the test on it, like I, I bullshitted my way through this big essay test about the Grapes of Wrath. And then he told me, like, well, I liked that too, and I read it in the Cliff Notes. I'm like, well, I never read the Cliff Notes. I just bullshitted it. Right. Because I made, they, that I made it up and somehow that wasn't worth any more points than maybe copying it from cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> copying it from cliff notes got me a C. If he was, if he really believed me that I didn't read it at all and I made that up, that probably would have been worth a B on some stupid concept about this guy being Jesus and this guy being sure. St. Paul or whatever the fuck. Uh, but there, there are too many black and white lines drawn in classic literature in high school English. That's that's my main point. And the teachers say ironical. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and I also didn't have to read Beowulf sophomore year because I <laughs> read the Wishbone book about Beowulf called Be a Wolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I used that the whole time. I didn't read the epic poem. I just read my Be a Wolf book. Oh, because man. Wishbone had all kinds of books about classic literature, and sometimes it was Wishbone like summarizing the book for you, and sometimes it was that Wishbone was a character. Yeah. And Beowulf, Wishbone was Beowulf. Oh, of and course he, he was. And, and he was literally a dog. He was a Jack Russell Terrier, so he won the arm wrestling competition against Grendel by biting his hand <laughs> and tearing <laughs> his arm off. <laughs> Remember they had that that like a weird like animated Beowulf movie or something like that? Did they? I didn't watch it. it was, oh, the one with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. Are, you, are you sure you didn't watch it? I watched. I watched. <laughs> I could have sworn you made me go watch it with you. Yeah, no, I watched that, but that came oh, okay. out. That came out like our junior year or something, and we did Beowulf my sophomore year. Well, yeah, then yeah. it just got me thinking about. Oh it. yeah, yeah. No, I remember that because Angelina uh, Jolie was like a weird, sexy. Grendel's mother with a gold tail or something. It was all I remember strange. that well. <laughs> it was all very, are you, very strange. Are you guys yeah. into pausing for about 20 minutes or should we cut it short? I have uh, to run to the bathroom real quick. Um, um, why don't you go um, ahead and run to the bathroom and Zach and I will chat. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back. All right. Okay. So you don't remember anything other than going to watch the movie, Zach? I, I mean, I remember some, I think some clips out of context. Uh, I'm gonna just hit him Google. on like a snowy mountain or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit Google Images. Yep, there's Angelina Jolie and she's all gold. Yeah, it was weird because it was an early um, CGI movie. So even though it was real actors there the whole time, they like covered them in CGI so that they would look wrong <laughs> and like head right oh, into okay. that uncanny valley. Yeah. Oh god, I'm watching a scene with that with the Angelina Jolie thing. Yeah. I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. 2007. Yeah. So yeah, right in that uncanny valley area where people didn't know what to do with CGI. Yeah. Who was in this? Let's see. Let's see. Because it looked like Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins was Hrothgar. Robin Wright was Wellfowl. Robin Wright was the queen. Really? Was, yeah. Who was Beowulf? Let's see. Beowulf is real far down on this because we don't meet him until much later. Ray Winstone. Okay, so no one of any... Uh, Crispin Glover was Grendel. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my god. It almost makes me want to watch this movie again. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling the same thing. Ray <laughs> Winstone. Beowulf viewing night at one of our houses. <laughs> there you go. Here, I'll pull up, I'll pull up Prime Video... And see if it's there. Because what I really like about Prime Video is that when you click watch elsewhere, it is okay on telling you where else you can watch it. Uh, well, you, you can watch it on Prime if I'm reading this right. And there's also a Beowulf TV series. Well, I don't want to watch the TV series. It is a Prime TV series. That's odd. I'm assuming not very good because I went to 13 episodes and that was in 2016 and there's no other season. Yeah, it looks like uh, you can watch and it, it has Prime. three stars. Looks like you can watch the Beowulf movie on, on Prime Video. Well, I'm adding this to my watch list. There you go. <laughs> now, in the, in the morning when I'm not 
kind of drunk, <laughs> I may remove it from the watch list. Yeah, that'd be fine too. <laughs> Beowulf and the Anglo-Saxons. See, that looks like a movie I would much rather watch. A weird little documentary on Prime. Oh, okay. Beowulf during the Anglo-Saxon times. Huh. It investigates the Anglo-Saxons' religious beliefs, their everyday life, and suggests that the poem may have roots in an even more ancient fertility cult. That would actually be pretty interesting. I've been bad about watching documentaries lately. I used to love them, but... Yeah, I'm really... I'm too too deep into it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm just... You you got me hooked on podcasts, and that's been yeah. the main thing I've been doing. Trying to catch up on a couple of a couple of them. So when when my wife goes to sleep, I either I either play Spyro or watch documentaries, <laughs> depending on how. I'm oh feeling. yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Do you have Spyro, or do you want to borrow it? Yeah, no, I I have Spyro. Okay. I'm I think just about done with the first Spyro. Like I think I got another like uh, two zones left. I just made it to Beastmakers because I had I had something click with me last night where I went, okay, every single time you play Spyro, including on PS1, you think to yourself, get every single piece of all the jewels so that you can finally play Nasty's loot. But I'm really, really bad at the flight levels. Mm, yeah. So every single time I've played it, even if I have 100% on every single level except the flight ones, I can't get into Nasty's loot without getting 100% in all the flight levels. So this time through, I'm finally giving myself that break and going, you know what? You missed 25 gems this this one. Oh, well. Yeah. Just move on because you're not getting into Nasty's loot regardless. Yeah, because you're not going to do the flight levels. Either. Yeah, so you it just skip the flight levels. Don't even try. They're hard, and you're not going to like it. Do it's as well as you can. Fun. Yeah, yeah. do as well as you can on everything else, and you'll make it to Nasty Nork no problem. And yeah, so far, that's totally the case, because every time I make it to a new world, immediately the balloonist is like, hey, you want to leave? And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. hang on. I have to do <laughs> these do, levels like, first. You do things, and he's like, oh, want to go to the next level? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have enough dragon eggs because yeah. normally people don't realize in the first four worlds that they have to get any of the dragon eggs. Yeah. <laughs> but you have six, so congratulations. Come on through. When I got to Beastmakers, that's actually when I finally started <coughs> thinking the way um, that you're thinking. Before that, I had been doing, even though I'm, I also don't really like the flight levels, one night I spent like two hours just practicing, basically just failing <sighs> over and over until I got the flight level. I have um, but, completed flight levels in the past. It just takes yeah. so much fucking work, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. Now that it's on PS4, I'm hoping there's some way once I get to Nasty's world that I can like put in a cheat code or something, and maybe finally play Nasty's <laughs> loot for the first time. <laughs> Well, see, I know I'm never going to get there because there is a level I forgot about in the Beastmaker's world where you have to be really fucking good at using the power charge ramps. Yes. Treetops. Yes. And I'm not good at that. Treetops is really hard. I've spent spent a lot of hours on my life starting at age 10 (laughs) (laughs) working on treetops. Because my mom used to play Spyro, too. She probably oh, okay. she probably still would if she still had a PlayStation in her home with Spiral yeah. Dragon. 
because we just because you can do different save games every single yeah. time. Because on PlayStation you could do three. So on PlayStation it would be one for me, one for her, and one for when guests came over if they wanted to play. Oh, okay. So she and I both spent a lot of time on treetops, and that was in the days when you had to like find a website and then print out the multi-page walkthroughs for different oh. websites. <laughs> she still has somewhere in her house. She still has a binder full of all the walkthroughs for all the Spyro the Dragons and oh my god, all of the Crash Bandicoots for oh like man. how to get through all these different levels. Holy shit! <laughs> did you did you look at all into the PlayStation Classic? I did, but let me pull up the game list again. I remember being very disappointed. That's stupid. My Jesse Jesse texted me recently to tell me that apparently there was a much longer game list they originally started with, but then to cut costs, they didn't do the longer one. That's dumb. If it I'm is trying dumb. to find, okay, so okay, yeah, so uh, I'm for some. I scrolled all the way down, so I'm going to start at the bottom. Um, some of these might be games that are good and I just don't know them very well. I'm going to, I'm just going to point out the ones that stick out to me as not mm -hmm. good. So they chose Twisted Metal 1 instead of, I think Twisted Metal 2 was on there and that was a popular one. Mm. Let me, let me check. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever play Twisted Metal? Nope. Okay. It was basically a game where, um, you're basically like in these uh, giant souped up cars and it's like a death match with cars and the cars have guns and different abilities mm. and shit. Um, you should, at some point you should Google, just Google twisted metal too. Okay. Um, it's, it was super fun, but they chose the first one, which was not popular. Um, let's see. They chose the first resident evil when I think the second resident evil is popular, more popular than that. Um, they chose Final Fantasy VII, which there's a remake coming out. So why why do you need a PlayStation Classic for that? Yep. And then there's just so many other games that because I think the reason why they had to skip some games too is they didn't want to put a controller with the analog sticks. Oh, is that? Oh, that makes kind of a lot of sense. Because there's no Ape Escape, which I don't know if you ever played Ape Escape, but. Ape Escape was amazing. That was one of my favorite games. I did not know that about the analog sticks, and now I'm looking at the controller. Yeah. So, because when when I first was talking to Jesse about it, he listed to me every single game. And I said, well, that is stupid. Because I have, I still have, first of all, the number one reason I don't want a PlayStation Classic is that I currently have a PlayStation 1 that works <laughs> just fine and I have all the games for it. Oh, so why do I need a PlayStation Classic? And in addition to that, he read me the list of games and I went, okay, I None love my PlayStation. I had like 40 games for it. I didn't have any of those games. Yeah. None of those appealed to me as like, oh man, I can't wait to go back and replay that. Because all of the games I wanted to play are just, they're just not there. Like, where's the Crash Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot yeah. made PlayStation. The only thing I can think of is they didn't put that on there because there's the, the remastered Crash, Crash Bandicoot. But oh, I still think they... Oh, did you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, you can get a Crash Bandicoot, rem, uh, all the Crash Bandicoots for PS4 remastered just like Spyro. Nice. Um, yeah. I'll probably do that when I'm done with Spyro because Red yeah. Dead Redemption is a big old hunk of disappointing <laughs> shit well if you ever want to borrow a spyro or god of war or horizon zero dawn let me know and you can borrow them okay 
Um, but no, I I still think they should have had one of the crashes on there, and I still think they should have had the original Spyro on there. They can't take up that much room. They can't yeah. cost that much more. Spyro kind of needs the analog stick, but Crash does yeah. not. The well, I I just think they should have added an analog stick and put like made it twenty bucks more, added analog sticks and put like oh, literally totally. the best games on there. Well, the first PlayStation, it, it's not like it didn't have analog sticks. It did. Yeah, so I they, think they're, they're rewriting history. I think maybe for the first little bit it didn't, but I when the one I remember playing mostly had I mostly used analog sticks. Really? But what are we if, talking about? Yeah, we're uh, we're talking about and yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation One with analog joysticks. Oh yeah, two of them. So, but no, but the first one didn't the didn't it have it right away? No, I think for a while it didn't. I could be wrong though. Dual analog controller is what they call it. Maybe and... it did, and they're just specifically choosing games that didn't need it so that they can cut costs on the classic. Yeah, it 100%. I might be misremembering. No, it had it. It had it right away. Okay. But it was the same with uh, the 64, which is the same generation, where some games you needed the one joystick in the middle and some games you didn't. Okay. Yeah, but the early edition of the, the 64 games, most of them had an option. Yes. Some of them were like you were required to use the joystick for other things like the camera. But like a lot of them, you could also just use it for the directional. Well, that's mostly how PlayStation went with the with the PS1, where mostly the one on the right, you weren't using. Right. Like almost period. You just weren't using. And the one on the left was to move. And then like, you know, you look at things like um, like the PlayStation 4. James, have you played with the PlayStation 4 yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so the the two joysticks are one hundred percent used. They're totally used because yeah, like every really, game, really I... need them. But they have the big touchpad in the middle, and that is not used. It's something. It's, I've played that's one game the, that uses it. <laughs> yeah, that that's up to the game designers. Yeah, because it's a very useful tool, but the game designers are not using it, and so yeah. it's usually the problem is not with the company making the system; it's with the companies they're making the games and often that's because they're doing most of the development of the games with last generation's controller right right and i mean if they're making it for unless it's like a playstation specific exclusive then they're also designing it with like xbox in mind as well yes xbox does not have that yeah Yeah. so you're not going to design like a system for one that you can't use at all for another one yeah, and apparently everybody in the world has an Xbox, but it seems like one of the things where um, kids have Xboxes and adults have Playstations. Yeah. That, yeah, but so also... Far in my experience. PlayStation, really, real quick, I just want to add real quick before yeah. we get off the PlayStation Classic. If they'd had, I don't know if you guys ever played it, but if they'd had a game called Legend of Dragoon on the PlayStation Classic, out of Oh, God. I mean, Jack, Zach, if you're going to play Legend of Dragoon, I have that. Oh, do you? Okay, yes. so you do have it. Okay. I no, I don't, I don't want to play it that big ass but... little box set. I, I learned how to love that game playing it with you. And... Okay, I couldn't, I couldn't remember if you'd played it with me. Yeah. The, for 100 bucks, I'd have, I'd have bought PlayStation Classic instantly for that. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, um, if I remember right, when PlayStation 3 first came out, it cost like a gazillion dollars. And then Xbox came out at like half the price. So right. everyone got an Xbox. 
I and think then, you're right. I think that's where it started. Like with the PlayStation Four versus the new Xbox, I think they've gained back a lot of ground, but it's still such a big install base for all the Xboxes, and then a lot of people, you know, the. It's getting to the point where each console, gen- like console generation, doesn't like improve that much more each yeah. time anymore. So there's less and less reasons to go out right away and buy new ones. Well, and they don't play well with each other. Like everybody right. in the world's out there playing this freaking Fortnite game, and yeah. <laughs> as us as PlayStation users, we can't play Fortnite. Oh, you can now. Oh, you can. Yeah, I can. don't plan to, but uh, no, I don't that's plan to interesting either. to know. It's like a. I don't know if you've watched it at all. My, I, mm-hmm. I I saw it firsthand because when we had um, family over for Christmas, my two younger cousins um, immediately asked if me and my brother would find a way to download it for our PS4. Oh. But uh, <laughs> it's basically like that H1Z1 game that we've played, but more cartoony and like H1Z1 was a knockoff. Yeah, H1Z1 was a, was a knockoff trying trying to be the adult version of Fortnite. Because yeah. Fortnite is very kiddish. It's very cartoony. Yeah, you can like build these giant buildings and crap with yeah. resources you harvest. I, I don't get the appeal, but it is super popular. And I hear from my wife, who teaches third graders, that um, the, the dances are, are a big deal. Oh, okay. All the kids are doing the dances, the new Fortnite dances. Oh, Lord. Is that where the flossing fucking thing came from? Yes, yes. And that and... stupid knocking one where like you hop on one foot and you kick out with one foot? Yes. Ah. And they stole the Carlton dance. So the guy who played Carlton is suing Fortnite. Yeah. And so far <laughs> he has himself a case because they have stolen the Carlton dance. Does he own that though? Or is that the property of like CBS or whatever had Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Um, for some reason, because he choreographed the whole thing himself, CBS has given him all of the rights to it. Huh. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to go anywhere, but it seems like he might, the yeah, way had, it all worked out, he might have somewhat of a case. Yeah, he's got a leg to stand on with that. Let's see. I'm going to just Google Carlton dance and see what I see. I see a video for how he's doing it, but I've seen him do the dance many, <laughs> many times. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro, that's his name. Three different groups have sued Fortnite over stolen dance moves. Oh. Because there's a kid who invented the floss, but the floss was put onto Fortnite. Um, Someone named Two Millie, who was a rapper, they stole his dance called the Millie Rock Dance. Okay. The dance, the, the Carlton dance that they stole is literally called Fresh. <laughs> in Fortnite or just in real life? On Fortnite, it's called Fresh. <laughs> okay. And you can buy it. So that's why he's suing. Oh, because so that's they're making money why, off of these yeah. dances. Okay. That's why he has a bit of a case. They're not just putting them in for like as a free dance you can use. Yes. I see. Yeah, they're making money off of his intellectual property. Yeah. Oh man, I'm seeing this thing on Guild Wars. Apparently, that was a problem where all these people were doing. The yeah, yeah I can, I can, I can say firsthand. I've played both Guild Wars one and two, and they do have dances, but they just come as part of the game. So I don't know if they've ever gotten successfully sued about it, but they do do par- popular dances. 
Yeah. Anyway, so Alfonso Ribeiro is uh, suing uh, Fortnite. I hope he wins. I hope so, too. It would be a very interesting case for like the future of, of this whole type of thing, at the very least. Yeah, Yeah. well, there's a lot right now with just people, like companies going, well, it's free content, and now we have it. And right. people who and create the charge. free content going, well, I was okay with it being free content. I am not yeah. okay with you cashing in on my free content. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With you taking my my thing and <laughs> selling it for five dollars. Yeah. If there are thousands of people out there doing the Carlton dance every day, I don't think Alfonso Ribeiro would have a problem with that. It's the fact that Car- that um, Fortnite is saying, "Give us five dollars and you can do the Carlton dance." Yeah. Exactly. Right. Making billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Alfonso Ribeiro has said that it he got some of the moves from the Dancing in the Dark video and Eddie Murphy's White Man Dance from Raw. So, <laughs> Courtney yeah. Cox is the dance's mom and Eddie Murphy is the dad. <laughs> so, NBC News here is just, just um, they're just saying with their own opinion, theoretically... Cox and Murphy could make their own claim against Ribeiro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny if he ends up winning that case against Fortnite and then they sue him. Yeah, I think luckily Courtney Cox and Eddie Murphy are doing just fine. Yeah, I don't think they give two shits. But... Alfonso Ribeiro is not doing so fine, so I think he kind of needs the money. <laughs> yes, he do. At the very least, put his, put his name back out there. <laughs> Yeah. Look at me, I'm still I'm still relevant. Hello, it's me, Alfonso Ribeiro. I'm a person. <laughs> What's the last thing you did, Alfonso? Let's see, let's look at your your IMDB page. Cause I think the last thing he did is dancing with the stars. I think you might be right. Oh no, he did a bunch of stuff. When was he on Dancing with the Stars? Like two thousand thirteen? Uh, not Before according then to his, on his IMDb page. It is not there at all. So I don't know. But Big Time Rush. He was on the Tonight Show one night as Carlton Banks. Did he write any books or anything? Because uh, I feel like that would be a great way to continue his income. Let's see. Let's see what he's up to. <laughs> he's a comedian, <laughs> director, singer, dancer actor, television personality. One of everything. He's got it all. Let's see later work after Fresh Prince. Um, he, oh, he's hosted a couple of shows. He competed as a celebrity singer on the reality television show Celebrity Duets in 2006, winning over Lucy Lawless. Oh, wow. Oh, he hosted Catch-21 on GSN. I forgot about that. Yeah, and Spellmageddon and Dance 360. That's right. He starred on Broadway as the tap dance kid in the starring role, or the title role. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> was I've that when he was it. a kid? No. Uh, well, maybe. Mm. Hmm? Uh, oh, he was on Silver Spoons. Yeah, and it opened in uh, 83, so perhaps... Yeah. When did he play? I don't know. It was eight in eighty three. Ah. Okay. Well, there's that. Yeah. 
Uh, he ho- oh, he is currently the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Is he really? Tom oh. Bergeron. Tom who Bergeron. Who left after 14 years. Wow. Tom Bergeron, I kind of like liked a weird amount. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like, and he's a tiny man in real life. Nothing yeah. has any bearing on whether or not you should like him, but he was more <laughs> like wholesome than I normally like. That makes sense. So but like Tom totally... Bergeron hosts Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Alfonso was on Dancing with the Stars in 2014, and then the next year, Tom Bergeron named him as his successor for America's Funniest Home Videos. Huh. Oh, there's some backstage shit going on there. Yeah. Do you remember it, John Fuglesang and Daisy Fuentes? Do you remember when it was them on America's Funniest oh, Home God. Videos? Yeah, wow. 98, 99? Daisy Fuentes. Me too. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever known about her. Oh, she I was on TV's first Latina VJ. What's up, Zach? No, I was just going to say, I don't know how you guys actually remember the names of the different hosts on them. I on just well, remember Daisy, Daisy Fuentes. Fuentes. Yeah, yeah, she was very hot. I only remember well, her. I don't know why you would know her name. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what John Fugelsang looks like, and yeah. Wikipedia can't either, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there's no picture. There's no fucking picture of John Fugelsang. So I have to Google him. I know, but I don't want to do that. I'm going to look him up. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. He looked like that. He looked like a like a. I don't know. He just looks like a white guy. There's just he just is. There's, oh, there's nothing to dude. him. Insert that generic dude. white guy here. Yeah, insert generic white guy here. Daisy Fuentes, but it, uh, by contrast, is uh, incredibly hot, but um, apparently hasn't really done much either. <laughs> is she hosting stuff too? I no. feel like once you get a certain amount of money. You no longer you don't have need to, work. to yeah. as long as you like yeah. manage it, right? Yeah. Apparently, she is a spokesperson for Xyloware, which is a prescription eyewear company. Okay, sure. Wait, uh, I just need to point out for the record that John Fugelsang was in a TV movie called Tutor Pimp. What the fuck did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, baby. I need to watch this movie. Tutor Pimp? Tutor, not Tutor. Yeah, Tutor Pimp. Oh, two years ago (laughs) he was in this movie. Yeah, (laughs) real recent. Freddie, an Upper East Side New York City divorcee, learns to pay the bills by passing off two unlikely young women as Ivy League tutors, charging prices comparable to the world's oldest profession. Uh Uh-huh. And um, one of the writers is, I think, his wife, because she has the last same last name. No, that's Fogelman. His oh. name is Fugelson. Oh. <laughs> oh. They met at the synagogue together. Duh, that was a right. racist joke. I just said I can't believe I did that. No, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. He doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. He was the host of America's Funniest Home Videos, and he does not have a picture on IMDb. And do you know no. why, James? Do you know why he doesn't have a picture there? Why? Because to make you, have you Google to, it? No, you have to pay to put your picture on IMDb. Oh, that's oh. sad, but that also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, so shit. wait, if I added a picture of him, would they charge him? <laughs> yes. Yes. Add or change photo on IMDb Pro, and you would have to pay, and then... So I pay yeah. to get his picture. I see how that works now. Like, I have an IMDb page. There is no picture, because <laughs> I am not going to pay to have a picture. Yep, there's my page, and there's no picture, because I am not going to pay to have an IMDb picture for my 
IMDb page that somebody else made for me, basically, by crediting me while they were making sure that I got in there. I'm I'm there as an actor and as part of the camera and electrical department because I was the drone camera operator for one movie. <laughs> it's all a racket. Let's see. So if I search the guy who probably made my page, yep, there he is. He doesn't have a picture either, so he hasn't paid to do that either. Is it with an O or an A in his name? With his name? Yeah. It, he has an O in his name. What? Bocardo. Yes, that's right. I've only got one thing in here for him. Oh, he's under S. Luis. Ah. He is on. He's made it. You motherfucker. I was part of more of these things and you give me credit for him. <laughs> but he's on here. He's got six producer credits. <sighs> what a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Zach, what's your IMDb page like? I'm sorry? What is your IMDb page like? My IMDb? Well, you know, I'm not an act- I'm not a famous actor like you, so I don't have an IMDb. That you're that aware of yet. Zachary Haven, know. an actor <laughs> in Schooled in 2019. So you got that out right away. And Penis. Oh, boy. Penis came out in 2019 as well. Oh, man. It's a TV penis? series. It's just called... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's called a P-E-N-1-5. Okay. Yeah, Pen. <laughs> it's called Pen-15. Pen-15. Yeah, penis. no, it's called Penis. <laughs> I mean, I found I found a Zach Harden Harden spot with a with an I who is in a movie called Wonderland. Let's see him. Are you talking? Oh, yep, Wonderland. There he is. Yeah, looks very German. Wonderland. Yeah, and that's all he did. Oh, German sergeant. Yes, it is German. Yeah. My Excellent. my high school drama teacher was always bragging about this one student that he had who had like an IMDb page because that was a big ass deal in 2007. (laughs) And the guy, like I would look into what this guy was doing and this guy was, he was living in LA as an actor, but he was only ever doing these tiny, tiny horror movies. There was one about, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to Google horror movie train spike. It was like this killer who killed people with train spikes. Spiker. Oh, man. It's called Spiker. I love those types of movies. Spiker is a pink-eyed albino serial killer who slashes his victims with railroad spikes and buries the bodies under the train tracks. What the fuck? Anyway, one of of the top cast members in this was my high school drama teacher's student, and he was always bragging about it. (laughs) <laughs> and, I th- and I think it was Matt Jared who also doesn't have a picture on his IMTB page. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Talking Spiker. about kind of uh, smaller horror movies, James, have you ever seen the movie Happy Death Day? No. It's uh, in a review I read. They described it as like as a cross between Groundhog Groundhog Day and Scream. Okay. I just, I just uh, watched the trailer for the second one tonight, so it reminded me of it. I actually bought it because I thought it was pretty good. The first one. I wouldn't recommend necessarily CJ to watch it because I, I know. <laughs> no, I don't plan to. Genre, but um, James, you should watch it. 
The I plot looks very out. interesting. Yeah. What? The campus mascot is a baby? It's, yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> so far, it's I'm I'm three sentences into what the plot's about. <laughs> and it is very weird. Because, <laughs> James, I'm going to read you this sentence because, Zach, if, if I tell James how she dies, that's not going to ruin the movie, right? I don't think so. Tree, who is the name of the, the main character, Tree is lured into a tunnel and murdered by a figure wearing the, a mask of the campus mascot, a baby. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the, it's, it's like a comedy horror movie, but I, I thought it was hilarious. Actually, I heard about this from somebody else. Oh, did Just, you? Yeah, based on this one sentence, I can tell you that I heard. So it, the, the sentence that I read, says a college student must relive the day of her murder over and over again in a loop that will end only when she discovers her killer's identity. Huh. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd be into. See, I liked a, I liked the Cabin in the Woods movie. I thought that was super funny. Oh, okay. You might you might be you might be okay with this. I might though. be into this. Cuz Cabin in the Woods was so freaking funny when all the elevators were opening. That was really funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'd probably be into this then. It's much okay. I think it's much more of a comedy than a horror movie. Okay. Yeah, I can I can get into some stuff when it's just all scary. It's like, uh, uh, that's when I want to die. See, my my opinion's always clouded because of because of I yeah, am, I am legend. Is, is not a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a scary it movie. It was intense. It was a little scary have you guys ever read the book i think we probably have talked about this but i'm still going to talk about it the book you have is so no much better oh my I god i haven't but i know the how book it is ends, so good so james james the so the movie you've seen yeah and, I, movie, and I know again i know the 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 true ending which makes a lot more fucking sense than the way the movie did it no even more than that so just the movie is about zombies right the book or is vampires about, the book is about vampires the movie is about zombies the book is about vampires the dude spends all of his days going into um, houses and, and putting stakes through people's hearts. Right. Because they're literally vampires. And then he spends his nights partially reading up on why it's not vampires. Because in the movie, he's a scientist, which makes it um, easier to swallow for why he can figure <laughs> things out. But in the book, he's just a guy who's doing a lot of reading because he has a lot of free time when all the vampires come out at night when he's in his locked up house. And so he's just this guy and just this his neighbor, his asshole neighbor is outside every single night, like screaming for him to come out. Yeah. So instead of going out, he plays music really loud on his record player and then he gets rip roar and drunk on whiskey. Every single night. And he just gets really drunk just to stop himself from going outside. Because he's like, yeah, I'm just going to end it all. I'm just going to finally go outside. But instead, he gets really, really drunk and then passes out and then wakes up in a haze the next morning every single time. It's such a good book. Um, Where was I going? Anyway, oh, the book is way funnier. The book is so much more funnier. And it's a lot more fun to read. Then the movie ended up being because the movie was all just sad, dead family, killing your own dog, killing your own dog, just crazy, terrible stuff. Oh god, the dog! I didn't remember about the dog until you just said that. <laughs> oh Sorry. man, oh, that cuts me. That cuts me deep. 
Oh, and the uh, kid named the dog. Yeah, that was bad pie. Oh, man. So now I'm going to make our episode title very sad. <laughs> the dog dies <laughs> at the end. <laughs> no, it's it's about something else that we were talking about. But it, but now, now I'm all sad about the dog. So our episode <laughs> title is, doesn't even have an IMDb photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's great. Uh, you could also <laughs> call it... Uh, Fugal son or whatever. Fugal. <laughs> whatever that guy's name is. That's that guy's name. Let me go back and try and find it. His name oh is something. Fugal sand. All right, Zach Harden. Bugle Ford. What the fuck is his name? Zach Haven, S. Luis Picardo, Christopher C.J. Martin. John Fugelsang, and that's the episode title right there. That's very sad. John Fugelsang. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>